millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. Hello. The birthday edition of the podcast. Your big birthday oh, coming up, haven't you? Is this Sunday? Yes. What is it? The big four six? No. What? What is it? Four five? No. Four seven? Higher, higher, higher. The big four eight. Is it the big four eight? Is it's it? The big four eight. Yes. Wow. Yeah. All I will say is, mm. look out for something mm. from me. Mm. Via Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Clearly ordered and sent the day before when I realised it's your birthday tomorrow. <laughs> I look forward to it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> um, what, what are your plans? Uh, we're going to go out for lunch with my family. Uh, maybe Pizza Express. Oh, you can have doubles. Treat myself, yeah. yeah. And Get the waiters it. to sing happy birthday to you. Hope so, yeah. Fingers crossed. Fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's my only plan. Well, have a good one. Thanks. We'll hear reports next week. Mm. Um. I, I, I'm I'm gonna tell a story. I think um, about how what little is left of my confidence has been dwindled even further. Okay. But as, as I was just thinking about that, I thought I've got to try and find some positives in myself. Okay. Got to not just self-deprecate. Mm-hmm. I've got to self-aggrandize a little bit. Yeah. And I just want to mention. A, a true skill, a true gift that I think I have that I, I've only just realised that I'm in possession of this. What is it? Not just now, but over the past few days. Yeah. Here's what it is. Mm. When people show me around their house mm. describing the renovations that they are planning, mm, right? my ability to fake enthusiasm and approval for their plans and seem excited... It, it's it's spectacular, right? And you, and none of it's there. It's all you have zero enthusiasm. I just don't care. You don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Really? Do you Why not? would I care? You're not interested in any way. Uh, not no. Not really. Not, no. So so say you were going to have all the things done to your house. You're you're walking me through. You're telling me mm. about what, what you're going to have done. Yeah. So I'm going to turn this room into a library, and I've got this um, guy come in to do shelves all up this wall, all up this wall, and all up this wall. Oh, th- that'll be spectacular. I, I've always loved this space. I think it's such a great space. And 
I can just really see the potential in that. I can, I can feel what it'd be like. That'll be amazing. That'll be great. Yeah. Tell, do, tell me more. I'm going to do a window seat just here and I've got this oh. Liberty fabric to go over the cushions. Oh, living the dream. Like, <laughs> uh, you, you'll be sitting there. You, know, you have yeah, a nice mug in your hands. Mm. Oh, this is, this is going to be you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I was. I, <laughs> don't you, don't, you did care. I did, no, I did I think know. you did care no, about my no, library. No, not interested. You don't, I can't believe no. it. can't even remember what you just said. I was fooled. <laughs> it's a great game. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, oh, another thing, just before we get into it, is some of Sarah's friends came over from New York with their 12-year-old. We went out for a meal with them. The 12-year-old had been to Camden Market in London and bought some tarot cards <laughs> and asked if I wanted them to, to do a reading for me. Right. I don't want a reading. I don't believe in tarot <laughs> no, cards. No, no, you don't. But what are you going to say? going to say yes of course yeah so i then sat while this child pretended to tell or thought they were telling my future mm. and within about 30 seconds i was asking questions about what was going to become of me and how bad the doom was going to be and whether there were any positives you got sucked in why am i so easily sucked in <laughs> And you started to believe it. Well, I don't believe it, but I just want someone to tell me it's going to be all right. Yeah. And instead, this 12-year-old was painting a very bleak pic oh. picture of my future. <laughs> no better, even at 12. Illness. Should have seen in your eyes. Financial ruin. Oh, God. Right, here's what I wanted to tell you about. Okay. The PTA. Mm -hmm. Do you need to explain what that is? I think people know what I do. In, in America? Oh, maybe in another yeah. country. You know, if you're an international listener, maybe you don't know. Parent Teacher Association. Mm. Um, no, definitely in America, because there's that song, Harper Valley PTA, isn't there? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was but, but, but yeah, for, but maybe um, people don't. But it's some kind of shadowy organisation, <laughs> which I have nothing to do with. Yeah, yeah. I see it very much... It lives in the same boxes. I don't know, something like the Rotarians or the Freemasons in my mind. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but parents get involved with the school in some capacity and organise events. There's a lot of fundraising for the school. I think that's yeah. the main purpose of it. Were your parents on it? <laughs> no. No, 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 my, no. Mine, I think no. Sarah's mum might have been or or there, there was a bit of volunteering, but, you know, it's, it's very the whole thing is very alien to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, they are organising a quiz, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm being pressured to go mm -hmm. to this quiz, right? And I can't. You can't go. No, Why I mean not? I can go because I'm I'm doing what I'm always doing, which is basically nothing. But here's why I can't go. Yeah, it is a music quiz. Oh, and. Because I think of my old job as a radio DJ, people expect me to be good at that kind of thing. Yeah. And and here's the thing, I was once. I was once a champion. I I, I was like a Muhammad Ali of music quizzes once upon a time. I used to go to the horse and jockey in Chalton in Manchester every Sunday night, invariably win the um I think it was five pounds worth of beer tokens. Oh put it towards a bottle of sparkling white wine and then shake it up like a racing driver. <laughs> no. Yeah. It was full of hubris. It was my my, it was my youth. Mm, mm. There were a few, few of us young princes <laughs> who would <laughs> who would go and lord mm. our music knowledge above above others because we, we were that good. I used to, when I first moved to London, go to the bank, bag of coins, 
straight to the pub, music quiz machine. I'd never be down. Really? Yeah. Always turn a profit on that thing. I was that good on the old Top of the Pops machine. But there has been a, a, a major decline in me. In many ways, as uh, people who've listened to me for a long time will be able to identify it. It's not just limited to this, but there's a, a major decline in me in all these different ways. And I, th I think one of those ways is is my cognitive abilities in a music quiz. And I don't want to go and then to be this sorry shadow of my former self. And I'd rather exist as the champ. Yes, I was the champ yes. in people's minds. I was the champ. I don't, I don't want to tarnish that. I, f I feel like it. The, the only way to do it would be like, you know, sometimes when you have a dictator mm. and um, they're just a husk now. Yeah. But sometimes they wheel them out and weekend at Bernie's it, although they're not quite a corpse, and, and make them wave. Mm -mm. Just to, but largely have to keep them out of sight. Yeah. But sometimes just parade them very briefly on a, <laughs> on a balcony or something. Right, right. That, I think that is the only way. I could appear at a, a music quiz these days. <laughs> would you also be worried that it would be mostly music from the last, say, five years? When Fifteen. Fifty. <laughs> this is this that, is, that'd be my issue. Well, this is the other problem. Mm. I, th I think um, I did have a look at the uh, the hit parade. Mm. Uh, there, there were there were two songs in the top. No, there were two artists in the top ten. Mm. Yeah. that I recognised. Only oh, one good. song, and the only reason I recognised the song is because Karina, comma. The cleaner, the cleaner yeah. um, turned up the other week, waxing lyrical about how good this song by Miley Ray Cyrus was, and, and made Sarah listen to it there and then. Oh. Otherwise, I, I would have had no clue right, no. about that. And if 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 there is a song, a good question about a song from the last ten or fifteen years, probably my only chance of knowing it would be if they'd done a version of it on the Masked Singer, and I'm not sure that. <laughs> Stephen Hendry singing it whilst dressed as a dustbin, <laughs> a wheelie bin, would would really do it enough justice for me to be able to identify it as the same song. Right, yeah, yeah. So Fair I have points. to mm. I have to abstain. Don't go. No. But I don't want people to know it's because I'm this pitiful this pitiful pygmy of a man. <laughs> no. How how are you gonna get around this then? Illness. Not engaging. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to delegate it to my emissary. Okay. To decline on my behalf. Oh, okay. Because okay. I'm not in the WhatsApp group, so oh, Sarah has to do all this communication yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. Um, I am, however, mm. going on a school trip on Monday. Oh, I'm so jealous. Can I just quickly say that my son is due to go on a school trip soon, and they asked for volunteers, and I said to my son... I'd like to go. Would you mind if I went? And he went, no way. She says, well, let me go. Sarah's like this. She wants to go. I, I'm going because Jean was so desperate for me to go. Uh, Sarah went along on the, the last one to St. Paul's Cathedral. Mm. And I, I, want, I, I like nothing more than spending time with my son. Mm. What I could do without mm. other people's kids, but I'm fascinated to see how he interacts. I want to see what he's like at school right. with the school group. I just want to observe, but he doesn't want me to see. I'd like for to whatever observe reason. that as a poltergeist, but oh. not as somebody who has to interact. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't really thought that bit through, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so do you want to know where we're going? Where are you going? Local cemetery. 
What, the one just around the corner? Yes, which right. I, I think I've mentioned it before. It, it, it was um very popular spot with impertuners and, and public masturbators. Mm, um, I remember but, it well. But less so since COVID. Not because mm. COVID finished them off or anything like that. When I say finished them off, mm, I mean mm. killed them. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, felt there was an ambiguity <laughs> that we left yeah. hanging there that needed yeah. to be addressed. Um but I think because more families now spend time there, got accustomed to spending time there uh, during, which I feel bad about. What, can you push them out? Yes. G- gentrification. Yes, exa- exactly that. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems to be, um, you know, a little bit. I, I don't know because I'm not in that world, but it, it seems to be a dying art. Is it an art? People meeting up for anonymous outdoor not around where I live. Oh, no. that's, that's, that's a different thing. Though. That's dogging, isn't it? No, like the no. modern version no, of it. No, the other, all of it. Any, oh, really? any and all of it. Yeah, it's very much uh, going Do you mean on. your house? No. <laughs> you say where I live. <laughs> it did sound like that, didn't it? No, like the woods near me. Oh, because I, I think of those woods, because I think they've been featured in documentaries before, mm, haven't they? Mm. Um, as, as the 21st century version of that kind of um, public sexual behavior mm. there's car parks people flashing lights mobile phones I, I, don't, I don't know how it how it works mm. um whereas i think of a cemetery a graveyard has been a bit more old school and people who are perhaps quite repressed and their only hope of maybe meeting somebody of the same sexual preference was uh avoiding eye contact and some kind of furtive guilty encounter in a graveyard yeah and and we forced them out yeah sad um, but you know, I, I, I do understand that it's, it's perhaps not, um, how you'd want the, uh, the, uh, a loved one to be remembered when you're choosing the headstone. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're, <laughs> you're thinking of a design which will accommodate that no, activity. No, no. And, and I, I do think, um, you know, whilst on, on one hand, it's, it's nice for them to have a place. It's also nice for people to have a place to walk their dog. Particularly during the day, yes, I think. Yeah, it's the daytime yeah. aspect. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so that's that's where we're going. To do some bird watching. Oh, right. Well, yeah. yeah, nice. Which, again, I'm worried about because this is going to be the first time I've been to any kind of activity of Jean's class. Oh, it's the first time, is it? Oh, wow. Yeah, I've not been on any, because there weren't so many school trips during uh, the pandemic. And yeah. then Sarah went on the last one. Right, I think right. there's one which neither of us got to go on. Mm. Um, and maybe I'll be an embarrassment to him. Because I think my bird bird watching skills extend to pigeon <laughs> or not pigeon. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's not, you might need to do a bit of um, brushing up on your different birds before you go. I, I think you could tell, an, I think I'd know an owl. You know a robin, come on. Oh, I do know a robin, yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's as much as anyone knows, really. An yeah, owl, you're right. a robin and a pigeon. Those are the three, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let, let's all be honest. Okay, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fine. All right, let's hear from the drifters. Oh, you asked last week about stories about um, mistakes in another language. Yes. Oh, we've got two lovely ones. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So the first one's from Hi, Regent Helen. 
I arrived in Germany in 1993 on a year abroad from university. I was doing German studies. When you consider this, my lack of skills in the language is really quite shocking. I could hold forth in English on the works of how do you say it? Goethe, 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 thank you. Or the history of the Green Party or early German cinema. But I couldn't hold an actual conversation with a real live German person. When I'd been here for around six months, I met a man. It was love at first sight and he was soon introducing me to his family. The first time I met his dad, we all took a walk through some vineyards along the River Rhine. My boyfriend wandered off to look at some grapes or something, leaving me alone with his dad, who didn't speak a word of English. He asked me how I was doing. I understood that much, at least. It was a really sunny day, so I wanted to convey to him that I was feeling quite warm. So, how to do that? I translated directly from English and blurted out, Ich bin sehr heiß. Lovely future father-in-law spluttered, turned red and really didn't know where to look. I had no idea what I'd said was wrong. Boyfriend wandered back over and asked what was going on and some German muttering between him and his dad followed. Then my boyfriend explained to me what I had exclaimed to the poor man was not that I was warm, but that I was feeling very horny. Oh no, oh no, oh no. I should never, I should have decided never to open my mouth again because this (laughs) is what happened soon after. My boyfriend, let's call him Torsten because that's his name, (laughs) came from a town quite close to where we were both studying and he asked me to go along to his grandmother's birthday celebration with him. At this relatively early stage of the courtship, I was still trying to act like a normal human being, so I agreed. There I found myself one Sunday in a restaurant surrounded by his countless aunts, uncles, cousins, etc. trying to decipher a menu. Schnitzel, yeah, got that. Sausages, I could understand. But towards the bottom of the menu was one dish I had no clue about. Better ask Torsten. Now, the noise level at the table had been going up and up as family members who hadn't seen each other for a while started catching up. They were all obviously curious about this little foreign girl who had appeared at a family gathering but who hadn't opened her mouth yet. There was lots of peering over menus in my direction, that sort of thing. So I turned to Torsten and said in German, hey, what's this thing on the menu, what's, and then said the word. The word was Schweinerländer, Schweinerländer. But in my ignorance, I separated the syllables at the wrong bit and asked what's Schweineiland. As I opened my mouth to speak, all of the people at the table stopped talking so they could hear what the foreigner was going to say. And I had raised my voice to be heard above the noise. As I know now, if I'd said the word correctly, I would simply been asking, what is pork loin? But no, I got the pronunciation wrong. And the first impression all these people had was of me shouting across a restaurant, what is pig misery? (laughs) (laughs) The shame, the humiliation, the laughing. (laughs) Torsten married me anyway, even though his grandmother once asked him if he couldn't find a nice German girl. I teach English to adults here and use this story to demonstrate that everyone can mess up in a foreign language and that's okay. But if you had to ask somebody for help, do it quietly. My German has improved greatly, as you would hope after 30 years in the country. My brother-in-law, though, still looks at me like I might very well be crazy and always speaks German (laughs) to me very slowly. Can I just praise the way that you described that thing where there's a loud hubbub 
and then it all goes quiet just mm. as you blurt something loudly. Oh, so expertly bad. done. Yeah, yeah. Any more stories on that? <laughs> oh, I loved it. Do you know what I love? Mm. I think I said it before. A Schaefer's S. Oh, well, you got a few then, didn't you? Yeah. Can I apologize for my pronunciation then? Like, I, 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 if there's anyone German speaking listening, obviously I got that yeah, terrible. I mean, maybe wrong. maybe um, that could be played to the extended German family and that could give us a whole new <laughs> set <laughs> yeah, of stories. Yeah. Who knows what I actually just <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and this one's from... I quite like an umlaut. Okay. Yeah. But Schaefer's ass. Mm, oh, mm, mm. great. It's big. Mm. Okay. Okay. Commander-in-Chief Paul writes... I travelled to France with a school Grocer! Friend. <laughs> it's grocer. A school friend and his family to stay at their holiday home. My friend and his family were all frequent visitors to France and spoke the language to a standard way above my year eight level. One day, my friend and I walked into the local village alone. We went to the local patisserie and I was very excited to try out my best French speaking. This scenario being one of the f- small handful of things I'd actually been taught. I asked for an éclair in French and all went well and I was understood. The problem then arose when the lady who served me started asking following questions and my conversational French wasn't anywhere near the level required. My friend said she's asking me if I spoke much French. I remembered that I knew how to say a little bit, un petit peu, and confidently said that, except I got confused and actually said un petit poids. <laughs> which I immediately knew meant. I'd answered her question by saying, a pee. <laughs> I left the shop immediately and we didn't go back there for the rest of the holiday. I know it was a tiny moment that shopkeeper was insignificant, but it makes me squirm over 30 years later. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. Um, well, maybe, maybe we'll get some more of those. I really yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, drifting in other languages. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or, you know... Um, um, Drifter culture clashes, I guess. Yes. Cultural lovely. faux pas. Um, j- just generally, you know, stories of social ineptitude. The email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle? Yes. You got a got another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. I do. So if I get asked by a delivery driver to take in a package for a neighbour that I don't know very well or at all, any guesses what the first thing I do once that door is closed? Google them. <laughs> yeah. I think. Oh great! I've got their full name now. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah. Google them. Yeah. Do you do that too? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh God! You think it's normal? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Because it's quite extreme nosiness, I think. I think it's normal. It's, 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 you think it's a normal yeah, level no, of yeah, laziness? Yeah, yeah. I had one this week. And I... So, so I think pre-internet, if you were hiring a private detective yeah. to run a background check on the name, that would be weird. But a Google, a little Google. I mean, whatever Google's I'm fine, doing, whatever, whatever that delivery driver's interrupted, mm. doesn't matter. You can no. forget about that for the next 10, 15 oh, minutes, yeah, if yeah, not yeah. longer. Yeah. I'm on my computer Googling, deep, deep Googling, trying to find out what I can. I had one this week and I couldn't find them on Google. And it wasn't even a common name. So I thought that was really weird. So then my first thought was, witness protection program. (laughs) 
I'd estimate that I've speculated that around 50% of my neighbours are in witness protection. If I can't find them on Google, witness protection. <laughs> Keep themselves to themselves, witness protection. When their house goes up for sale and I go on right, move straight away to see inside and there's not much furniture, witness protection. <laughs> They're moving after being here for less than a year, witness protection. <laughs> also, do you do this? If I'm in a, well, no, you don't because you're not in WhatsApp, are you? Not no. on WhatsApp. If I'm in a group WhatsApp, if there's anyone that I don't really know but they've got their full name on there, Google it immediately. I don't even really care. Like I don't. I don't. I'm, I don't know why I'm doing it, and I'm ashamed of it because I know being nosy is wrong. Although why? I do, why? Why is it wrong? You do. You don't think it's wrong? I don't. I don't, I don't know if I think it's wrong or not. But why is it? I wrong? feel. I feel shame. Why though? Because it's wrong to want. But to... why? Because to take that moral wrong out of it. Why is it? Yeah. What makes it wrong? I don't know. I just think that it's wrong for me to stop, stop saying it's wrong. Tell, <laughs> tell me. Tell me what it is that makes it wrong. Because I am getting information furtively about them behind their back. Are you getting any information that isn't in the public domain? Sometimes. No, I'm not. No, 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 never. So, so how, how are you not... You're you don't not... feel shame? Yes, no. And you don't think being nosy is wrong? No. I think it's just curiosity. Really? Curiosity? Yeah. I do need to reframe this. Yeah. I have always well, liked... What, 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 um, how, how would your mum think about this? I don't know. Why? How, how, would, she, how would she think about nosiness? I don't know. Would she call it nosiness? I don't know. Would she maybe think it was wrong? I oh, you're trying to delve, yeah, aren't you? Like trying to yeah, find where, out... Where like... is this coming from? <laughs> I think most people do think it's yeah. shameful. If, I think if, you, if you're doing it for the purposes of... Um, spreading rumours or gossip mongering no I'm just keeping it to myself then then what harm are you doing I'm not I'm not even I'm not even telling Tom what I found out because I'm so ashamed that I've what done it what a waste if he walked into the room while I was doing it I'd quickly close my browser window what purpose window. is that shame serving you other to make you feel bad about yourself let it go okay I'm going to take a deep breath yeah and I'm going to breathe it out I do really like having something about me, though, that's named after a body part because I'm never going to be called leggy or brainy. Although mouthy, maybe, when I'm drunk. So I, I do like the nosy <laughs> aspect of that. But I do wonder how the nose got involved in this over-inquisitiveness. Like, Sticking it should, your nose in. It should, do you think that's what it is? It, it should yeah. really be eye or eerie. Yeah. Because I'm not smelling this information. On the peep, I've heard it referred to as. Mm. And I'm going to be caught out one day. I know that I'm going to know something. See, this will be shameful. Yeah. I accidentally slip into conversation that I know something I shouldn't know that I found out on Google and it'd be mortifying and I'll have to find a way to get into witness protection to escape. Like that, we don't think that'd be shameful if you got caught out. No. You don't think it'd be shameful to be caught out? Here's what I'd think. Go on. Somebody is interested in me. Really? In some capacity. Really? I just, it'd make me feel nice that I had piqued anyone's now, interest. Now you say it, yeah. I hadn't put myself in the shoes of the other person. I think I'd like it too. That I was so interesting to them because actually I'm so dull. No one's ever Googled me probably. No, they yes. they're Googling you. They're <laughs> Googling me right they now. Are. Well, they see you in that WhatsApp group. Uh, they're Googling you. I don't put my full name on there. <laughs> Maybe I should. I definitely should. <laughs> uh, Maybe a link to Wikipedia. <laughs> I did Google why am I so nosy? Because I can think I can find out why I'm so nosy. You think I'm normal, but if I can find out why, Go I can on. change. Here's a selection of answers as to why somebody might be nosy. This might change your mind. Low self-esteem, tick. Oh, yeah. Feeling inadequate in some aspect of your life, yeah. tick. 
obsessed with comparing yourself to others. Yeah. Tick. Yeah. Insecure. Tick. Yeah. I'm thinking now that'd be weird if I wasn't nosy. <laughs> And now I'm thinking like, the only reason I think it's normal is because I'm all those things. <laughs> I'm more sort of emotionally healthy person. Yeah. What pro- probably is. We think it yeah, was weird. Yeah, yeah. There's also lots of stuff online about how to deal with nosy people. And I should point out, I'm only ever covertly nosy. I'm never prying to people's face. No. To the extent that I probably seem disinterested. Like someone could drop me an incredibly tasty tidbit like, oh, that happened when I got married to my cousin at 16. And I'm desperate to know more, but I can't bear to be seen as nosy. So I let it go. <laughs> and then I spend the next six weeks doing an online investigation into it. <laughs> A yeah. bit of a, a back catalogue. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention is if anybody like me is excited about the return of Succession, mm. which I think is my favourite TV programme currently airing, um, it's going to be series four, the final series starting at the end of this month, then my wife Sarah and I will once more be uh, assuming the aliases of Fire Crotch and Normcore, which is a little succession reference to the characters, Shiv and Tom, and doing an after show podcast. So every week when it's on the TV, we'll do a discussion of the episode, um, which will be available the next morning, most likely, and there'll be guests. And in the run up to that, we are rewatching um the earlier series and we're going to do a series one rewatch podcast which will come out this week series two next week then there'll be kind of a series three we already did in full but we'll do a kind of where we're at and what the predictions are and all the bits of news that are surrounding succession as the cast and writers give interviews and stuff so i just wanted to remind people about that if they're interested because i think there's a little bit of cross-pollination mm, yeah um it's not for everybody but if it is for you, then then uh, it's one of these things you get obsessed by and you just want to talk about and psychoanalyze the characters and their motives. And uh, that, that's what we do on that podcast. Mm-hmm. And my wife tells just d- d- deeply, deeply inappropriate um, stories about our personal life. <laughs> it's worth it just for As that. Well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's called Fire Crotch and Normcore. Now... Mm. Let me ask you a question. Go on. 
Have I talked about our local branch of Londis on the podcast? I think I'd, maybe yes. it came up. Right. Yes. Um, our local branch of Londis, the convenience store, is, as I think many are, a family-run franchise. A family pay to use the Londis name and carry Londis products, but but really it's a, it's a, it's a family shop, not some faceless chain. Mm-hmm. And the one near us, uh, it turns out, has been run by this same Gujarati uh, Indian family since the 70s. And every Tuesday and every Friday, the mum cooks up delicious batches of of food and um, then sells them refrigerated. And you can uh, you can heat them up at home. You can buy buy it and then take it home to heat up. Mm. And it's it's unbelievable. There's there's nothing close to where I live like it. And it's such good home cooked food. And I'm really excited about it. And it's become a bit of a thing on Instagram and the food blogs and and what have you. Um. So, so 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 today, as I think I've in the past, I went there mm-hmm. and I bought some for me. Mm-hmm. Some for you. Oh, oh. Uh, to take home with you. Thank you. And some for Sarah. Right. Every time I've bought this food for Sarah, mm. she she can't be asked heating it up, and she just eats it cold. What? And it really annoys me. I'm right to feel annoyed about that. It's zero effort. You've got a microwave. Yeah, it's and zero it's not effort. even that much effort to do it in a pan. No. And it's so much better, and it's what the food deserves. Yes. And it, it annoys the hell out of me to do something as thoughtful as, as bring this food for her. And I'll be honest, it's not entirely altruistic because I don't want her eating any of mine. <laughs> I don't want to share mine. Right, right. But... Um, Every time she she disrespects the gift by eating it cold. Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. I do think that is wrong. Now, she would say, what do you care? I'm enjoying it. No, she's, it's, it could be better. She is missing out. Yes. She's just she's just doing a disservice to herself, really. It's like buying someone flowers and then, then putting them in a drawer. Or buying someone underwear <laughs> or just like put, put them wearing it as a hat or yeah. buying them chocolate and, and putting mustard on it. Or, yeah, just, yeah. She's not treating the gift with respect. Mm. But then shouldn't the pleasure just be in the giving? Once I've given the gift, is is it off my plate? Should I just be basking in that warm feeling of generosity? But they take some of the pleasure away because she's not getting the proper pleasure from it. She should be she'd be more grateful if she was she knew how delicious it was warm. Yes. Mm. Okay. Good. I'm glad that you're because yeah. what I was thinking I might do is say Annabelle agrees with me. <laughs> Because I find that a very effective strategy in de-escalating any kind of uh, marital tension, telling her that somebody else, that I've been talking about somebody else and and they're on my side. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. It always pulls things down a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that was that. Now, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about here is... It's slightly sensitive and I, I want to be absolutely clear and promise that I am approaching this from, from genuine curiosity, not being flippant or facetious about something tragic. Okay. Okay. So a, a former colleague of mine died somewhat recently and I saw the sad news on social media. Now, this was somebody I did not know well or work with for for very well for very long, but it's somebody I I felt warmly towards, okay. and I was saddened to hear of their passing. 
Now, a few, say, a few days later, I'm having a look at the old Facebook. And who comes up in my newsfeed? But the this this deceased former colleague hmm. um, has posted a, a poem, like a, a farewell poem. Right. But he's, he's departed several days prior to the post. So someone's done it. But I don't understand. This is, this is my question. So there's no indication. Nobody's saying, hi, it's Sue here. I'm the sister-in-law. Um, this, this poem meant a lot to them. Mm. It just appears as if it's from them. And it's in the first person as well. Okay. The poem. So it's as if they are addressing their Facebook friends directly mm. from beyond the grave. Mm-hmm. And I'm fascinated to know whether that is somebody acting on instructions. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Look, I can I can feel life slipping away if if, if when when the pain of the loss isn't too much. If you wouldn't mind posting this on Facebook, mm-hmm. it could be as you suggested, somebody ask, acting unilaterally. Mm-hmm. But strange to keep it in his voice. Or do you think he'd scheduled it? I was just about to say, you can schedule posts now, can't you? Yes. And do you think he he you know, knew that he didn't have long left and, and um, he sort of took a guess? Because you could always delay that schedule. I quite like the idea of scheduling a post and like getting a few things off my chest. Well, this is what I was thinking. Because yeah. I was thinking the other possibility would be for Facebook uh, or any social media platform to build in a feature whereby if your, what do you call it, your wall, your news feed, yeah. if, if there is a, a certain number of RIP messages posted on your profile, yeah. then that triggers some kind of posts that you've left yes where yes. you can settle some scores yes yes get some things off your chest mm. name some names oh yes please say who you definitely don't want at the funeral <laughs> yeah mm. tell zuckerberg me well <laughs> i'll write him an email send him on on messenger Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be quicker. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Meet him in the metaverse. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Annabelle. Yes. Let's roll our sleeves up. Mm-hmm. Solve some quandaries. Yep. Here in the Glap Clinic. Let's go. Anon writes. I have an ongoing quandary that I need your help with. I'm quite a crafty person. I knit, sew and crochet in my spare time, which currently is very limited. I've recently started bringing my knitting to work and doing a bit each day on my lunch break. This, perhaps inevitably, has led to several people asking me to make things for them. As I've already mentioned, my free time is next to non-existent at the moment and I barely even have time to make the things I want to make for myself. On top of this, I literally have no desire to monetize my hobby. The people asking have offered to pay for my services, but I just feel like this would make the hobby into a job and therefore not enjoyable anymore. My problem is that I would find it so hard to say no. Usually just end up giving a non-committal answer like, um, yeah, maybe when I finish this and hope that they forget about it. 
Most recently, a colleague has asked if I can fix a piece of clothing for them. I really don't want to do it, but how on earth do I say no? They have mentioned it multiple times, despite me already saying I'm not sure I'd be able to do it, and have said they will bring it in for me to have a look at this week, so I don't think them forgetting is a possibility. Okay, so we've we got a few different things going on here. Yep. The first thing I'd like to posit mm. is that perhaps no one wants you to knit anything for them. They're just They're just trying to make conversation. Oh. Because I'm just thinking about if I saw somebody knitting. Hmm. This is no disrespect to what you're knitting. It might, it might, it might be so spectacular that this isn't the case. Hmm. But I, I, I don't, I, I don't want the awkwardness of somebody knitting something for me that I don't like, <laughs> or that might be itchy. I'm really thinking about the itchiness here. Okay. Very sensitive to a lot of different types of wool. Okay, there's a there is a possibility that people are just doing it out of some kind of small talk politeness, and they don't so, really want so anything. Th- so, so there's got to be some version of small talk, um, you know, like hot enough for you. So, oh, you should knit me a scarf. Get to the back of the queue. Yeah, you know th- this kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll put you on the list. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if okay, so that's one. I think she might have picked up on this. But anyway, I think she would maybe know if they were being polite, but maybe she wouldn't. So let's no. move on to the next possibility, that they genuinely do want a scarf or a jumper or a hat or whatever. Then then I think you kind of, there's still some version of get to the back of the queue, but, yeah. you know, less bantery, which is, oh, I'd love to, but it'll be, um, it'll be 2045 before I, I get round to it. I've got so many people yeah. um, that I've promised things to. Yeah. 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 This is good. This is all good. Yeah. Or you could go. I don't like knitting. Someone's forcing me to do it. This is forced labour. <laughs> uh, yeah. You could like pretend it's some kind of community service. You're being forced to do knit blankets for yeah. prisons or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um. So you could say I actually hate knitting, but it it, it curbs my anxiety. So yeah. I don't. I don't really want any more on my plate. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think think we've dealt with everything except this repair thing. Yeah. I mean, could you just repair it? I mean, it opens up a whole thing of everyone bringing stuff no, to repair. No, no, no. Because no, I've no. got a big pile of things that need repairing. So yeah, I can't even sew a button on. Right, you cannot. No, fine motor skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard enough for me to tie a shoelace. Um, so how does she deal with people wanting repairs? Same thing. During the back of the queue. Yeah. You see, I I feel like knitting and sewing are two distinct skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My auntie Eileen could sew, mm-hmm. or can, probably still can. Mm. And my mum could knit. If I needed something fixing, my auntie Eileen would fix it. But my mum might might knit a scarf or a hat or something. Right. Two 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 separate things. Well, it seems like a non is multi skilled here. But but um, but are you bringing sewing into work? Oh, I see. Oh, so your point d- is deny, you can deny. say, "Oh, I'm rubbish at that." I'm a yeah. knitter, but I'm not a sewer. Yeah, because just because like you can knit a, a scarf doesn't mean you can darn a sock. Yeah. No, no, yeah. you're quite right. Yeah, yeah, that's the perfect solution. Say, "Oh, I'm rubbish at that." It will look wor- it will look worse than when you brought it to me. Yep. Well, okay. There we go. Well, I'm very happy with that. I think it was sold brilliantly. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. <laughs> do it. Go on YouTube. Do it yourself. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to Laurie. Joe and I like to let Mickey, our lurcher, off the lead sometimes. Oh, yeah. It makes him so happy to run with other dogs. Yeah. Even though he's 11 now and slowing down, he is still turbo powered. 
However, this does require... What's it called? Mickey? Mickey, yeah. This does require a throw of the dice. Is it going to run off after a fox and not come back for several hours? Four is the record. Is it going to find someone with dog snacks in their pocket, hand, mouth, child's hand, bag? If the answer is yes, and these people are not dog people and do not want their bag opened, eaten, pockets emptied, this can be a point for some heated debate. The primary issue with letting Mickey off the lead on a beach in a field, okay, in any area where human beings are eating food, is that Mickey regards that food as his. What do I say to people? I've started running towards people and apologising before he gets to them, and they wonder why. They quickly find out why. In one instance, he took a sandwich from a man's mouth just as he was about to eat it. Wow. I've discovered that, for reasons only they can explain, people do not like lurchers running through their picnic and eating everything in sight. But what do I say? Sorry does seem redundant. Also, people who have children with food around their mouths, oh God. Mickey, Mickey, Mickey will remove that food. He is very gentle, but he is, of this there is no doubt, a nightmare. Don't you just pretend he's not yours? <laughs> Disown him. Which, which one of the disciples did that? There was one of them, wasn't there? A disciple? What, from the Bible? I think so. Didn't one of them, like, deny Christ three times before, like, the alarm went off or something? The alarm went off? I kept pressing... To the... <laughs> what you Well, talking? in those days, it was a, a cockerel, wasn't it? Because they didn't oh, have, like, digital alarms. Okay, but yeah, yeah. They kept pressing snooze on the cockerel. Uh, well... I've one. I'm very confused right now. Well, I don't know. But, let's, yeah, let's move yeah, on from yeah, that but, particular but bit. Maybe it was doubting Thomas. Mm, I'm not great on Bible stuff. Nominative determinism. Mm. That guy really. <laughs> I, I I would when he applied for the job. <laughs> I'd, I'd say I'm not sure this 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 devotion uh, is is for you. No, it's in the name. Yeah, yeah. You know, Judas. You don't know now. Someone's called Judas. You think, hey, oh, up. dear. Hey, up. Oh, yeah. We know what's going to happen next. Judas Kiss, is it? Yeah. But, th- but then. Mm. You know, um, Back sorry. to the dog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, 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 just pretend it's not yours. Sounds like he, Mickey is a real wild card anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, I have great fondness for dogs, but could I recommend an extendable lead <laughs> so that he doesn't run off into other people's picnics? Yeah, but I think I think he would still be doing that. Even on an extendable lead, he'd probably break it, wouldn't he? He's a bit I, I, of a wild yeah, one. yeah, yeah. And I th- so I think then, if he goes rampaging through someone's picnic and licking food off faces, mm. and then comes towards you, mm. like pretend you're scared of dogs and cower, <laughs> Nothing to and do then with nobody me. will think it's nobody will think he's yours. <laughs> oh, I, I, someone does make this more difficult. I think maybe only walk Mickey in the winter when no one would dream of having a picnic. Does that help? Because summer, it is a nightmare taking a dog for a walk in the summer because you do have to put them in the league because they do. But Rusty wouldn't be brave enough to steal someone's picnic, but he would be brave enough just to sit in front of them for a very long time in the hope that he would get some. See, I just love it because it, it, it's like a... It's it's like a real retro dog. It's like something a dog out of the Beano would do. <laughs> Sausages so on a string yeah, in his yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah butcher, yeah. ruddy-faced butcher, chasing it down the street. But if Mickey came and licked the food off your son's face, fine with that? Oh, we'd, we'd be laughing our heads <laughs> No, no, I'm sorry, we would. Now, I know not everybody would view it like that, but we, we would find it so funny, me and him, if that happened. Oh. Would you not? Yeah, of course I would. But I know, yeah. I know many, many people. Would no, not. no, I don't, I don't even yeah. think Sarah would find that oh, right. awful yeah. funny. Mm. But um, I just think dogs are too well. I don't, you don't want dogs going around biting, savaging, getting rabid, or anything mm-hmm. like that. But 
Dogs are too well behaved. <laughs> too well behaved They're these too days. Too well behaved. Let's have a bit more fun. Yeah. They're a bit wild. Dogs just want to have fun. Just I like Mickey. Let like... their instinct kick in. Yeah. We suppress their instinct for too long. Exactly. I don't, I don't agree with anything I'm saying right now. <laughs> I'm just joining in. <laughs> Put him on a lead. <laughs> no, as long as you pick up the poo, I don't care. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner, uh, a story for us, maybe of drifting overseas, multilingual drifting, uh, then you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com stroke adrift. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the back of music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And I have just one question. What is pig misery? All right, publication time. I will just say that the subject matter is hard going. It's beautiful publication, but um if if you you're not in the mood for something that's perhaps a little sad then this isn't the one for you but beauty of friendship is in there yeah so this comes from sarah davis who says hi jeff and annabelle hi, hi. i'd like to request a publication for my friend christine i am a long time listener since the pete and jeff days and christine remains the only person i have ever convinced to listen to the podcast despite my numerous efforts with others mm. thanks for trying yeah See what, what you could could you not have just lied to us saying I've 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 only ever met one person that I felt would be the exact right person <laughs> to share this podcast with rather mm. than just the numerous failures the harsh truth yeah mm. um okay Christine took her own life 3 weeks ago she was a long time sufferer of bipolar disease and was very open about her mental illness and previous suicide attempts. She was inspiration to a lot of people and her loss is catastrophic for those who knew her well. Christine loved animals and we often dreamed that one day we would live on a farm, just the two of us, with hundreds of animals. She travelled a lot for work and any time she saw an animal on her drive, she would pull over and FaceTime me to show me. Christine always watched our dog and cat when we went away and loved them as if they were her own. When my dog Piper passed this December, she was the first one to show up at my door with coffee and a hug. She was always putting others before herself, the first to drop off food when someone was having a tough time to send flowers to friends just because, or to call and check in on how we were because she'd been thinking about us. Suicide is often seen as a selfish act, but... Any of us who knew Christine were aware of just how selfless she was. She taught all of us who knew her that suicide is anything but selfish. Christine didn't lose a battle with mental health. Rather, she had the courage to save her own life every day for years. 
despite the pain she endured on a daily basis until one day she couldn't. I'm grateful to have known such a brave person and I hope she knows how much she helped others understand her illness by being so open about it. I think of her every time I see a funny animal video, every deer I see in the woods, every farm animal I meet. I know that she's with Piper in the great beyond. I um, I don't, I don't have anything to add to that. It's just beautiful. Um, I'm desperately, desperately sad. And it's obviously so, that loss is so painful. But what an incredible sounding person and, and what a thing to have had that person in your life and somebody who clearly like touch lives of other people and and that that's how you know that's how you make the world a better place and and that's that's how you have a legacy isn't it so i'm really i'm really sorry for you i'm, I'm so I'm, I'm really sorry for your loss sarah and christine sounds amazing even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. You did something for the 